Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast with Danielle and Kirsten, who are best friends and active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not an official podcast of the Church. This is a safe place for sisters to gather through conversations to draw closer to Christ. Hey everyone, happy Sunday. It's Kirsten Kirschbaum. Happy to be here with you with my best E, Danielle. Hello, friends. <laughs> so today... I have something that's really weighing on my mind and I, I've invited the spirit to be in my mind um, through prayer as always because it's something that I feel is important and it's something I feel like the Lord wants us to have a conversation about and I also don't want to come across, I, I'm a, I, okay, Whenever I, I've learned something, you guys, I've learned when I say, when I'm about to say, I feel afraid, then I know that that's from Satan. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, even just the word fear, like that doesn't come from Satan or, or that doesn't come from Heavenly Father. So it's interesting to even just catch yourself. Like, I feel afraid. I do feel afraid, although I will admit that I'm going to come across as, you know, ignorant or not loving enough or um, all of these different things that kind of circle around. So this is going to be a good, good discussion. So lately um, I have been listening to a ton of podcasts. I actually have exited uh, social media um, like entirely. I'm, I'm not, I didn't delete my profile, but I have just felt, I felt really, really clear direction that I have things to accomplish um, with my work on this earth, with things that I meant to produce. And I am just completely like my mind is controlled by my addiction to social media. Okay. And I know the prophet has, you know, challenged us women to take a break from social media and all of that. And so, you know, I, I do that periodically. So currently I'm off social media. And so, you know, I'm, I'm driving and I'm thinking about things and I think, well, gosh, I want to have something cool to listen to. And, you know, of course I could listen to myself on this podcast, but I do like to listen to other people more than I like listening to myself. So I follow somebody named uh, Dr. Mark Hyman and he's like a pretty, he's a pretty smart guy. Like he's written a ton of books about what kinds of foods to eat. And he seems to be pretty, um, committed to functional medicine. He's worked at the Cleveland Clinic and, and you know, he's, he's really connected to a lot of high level professionals and, and change makers and innovators. And he interviews some pretty interesting people. And so um, I was listening to his podcast and the first one I was listening to was a guy who is all about digitally detoxing. And he goes through like all the stuff in your brain and what's happening in your brain because you're addicted to, to social media and news and all these things, you know? And I'm like, cool. I mean, I didn't stop listening to social media because of him. I felt from the spirit that that was what I was meant to do at this time. So it was kind of confirming, right? I, I, as I was directed to listen to his podcast and then, uh, and then subsequently Kyle and I both downloaded his book um, all about like, you know, social media and, and what it's doing to like productivity and anxiety levels and all this stuff, which is pretty interesting stuff. Okay. So that was good. That's not totally what I, I do think there's stuff we could probably talk about there, but then you know how you're listening to a podcast and the next one just automatically starts, right? So the next one started, and this is Mark Hyman interviewing this girl who is this 
amazing innovator. I mean, she's, she thinks she, she solves problems. For example, she's the one that, um, invented the thinks underwear, like for women, you know, and if you see like their, their ads, you know, basically it's just like a, a great pair of underwear to wear for women at that time of the month. And she, she solved this problem for like when she started it in like South Africa, you know, for women who were ostracized because of their menstrual cycle. And, you know, she's really great. And so she's just going on and on about all these innovations that she's creating. And, and I'm totally fascinated by this woman. And then she, saw, she talks about this book that she's written, and it's called, um, I don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to remember the name of it right now, it doesn't matter, but it's about um, de-cluttering like, your mind from programming and like, you know, limiting beliefs and thought patterns and things like that, you know, which is pretty popular right now, I would say right? Like it's pretty popular to like, you know, manifest your dream life and, and, you know, get rid of your limiting beliefs and, you know, deprogram your mind from like past trauma. I mean, we've even talked about that actually, like on this podcast of, you know, not allowing like traditions and, uh, you know, false traditions and things from your, from your generational, uh, past to limit you in the way that you think, right? So I'm listening to this and I'm listening to this woman talk about a few of the chapters in her book. And, and up to this point, I'm thinking she's pretty great. You know, I'm in, right? She's got me. I'm like, oh, wow, she's great. And she is. I mean, she's doing her best with what she has. So then she talks about one, I don't know, it was like the first chapter or the second chapter of her book. And she starts talking about how just because your parents believed something and your grandparents believed something doesn't mean that it's true. I agree with that. Okay, so yes on that. But then she goes deeper into you have to learn to think for yourself. And just because there has been like this, you know, certain pathway prescribed for you and just because your parents taught you something and their parents taught them and it's passed down from generations, you know, you have to really look at all of that and question all of that and wipe the slate clean and really discover for yourself and, and really go deep within yourself and discover your own path. And that's, where I felt the spirit just kind of just pricked my heart for a second. And I, and I was like, hmm, true or not true? And it got me thinking. In fact, it got me thinking for the whole rest of the day. Because two weeks ago, our state conference um, was all about the, the theme of our state conference here in the Laie Stake in Hawaii was staying on the covenant path. And what she was saying, again, she's like this inventor and she's like this really cool woman and blah, 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 and all these cool things that she's done, like not taking away from that. But what she's teaching is getting off the path, 100% getting off of any path. There is no path, you know what I mean? Like, so here comes all of these philosophies about the path and is there even really a path just because your parents said there was a path like does that mean there's a path you know what i mean your parents and your grandparents they all said there was a path and now here we are in this day this 
2019, oh my gosh, distractions up the wazoo and like totally just diverse philosophies and all these things. And it, it bothered me that she said it. And then it bothered me that I was for a moment, again, this is, this is my wrestle. Okay. With God and with the spirit and with Satan, I'm sure I, I was wrestling with I do believe that I need to know for myself for sure. I know that. And we teach that in the church, right? In the gospel, we teach knowing for yourself. But we do teach, you know, following a covenant path and following our Savior's example and doing what he has asked us to do. And that does not 100% like align with and coincide with the philosophy that is becoming ever popular now of make your own path, be your own, you know, savage person. that's just like free flowing and, and, and just receiving your own downloads and all the, all the things, right. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like all the words that float around, you know, social media, pop culture, you know, conversations that are, appropriate even like for nowadays like it's it's more appropriate to be all accepting and non-judgmental and whatever path she's on that's great and and that's true right but there's like all of these like sprinkled truths you guys and like all of my senses are like firing right now and i'm like wait 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 hold on no and it also reminds me of certain stories in the book of mormon where there are, um, and, and Korahor comes to mind, but there are others who, ha- and it'll, it says in the scriptures, it, it describes people that they were very eloquent of their, their speech was just like, what is the word? I don't think it's eloquent, flattering speech and beautiful speech. And they're, they're very good with their words. They're very cunning and just so precise in the way that they say things. And, and it's like, you, you see in the scriptures, they're talking about this. And the spirit witnessed to me recently, that is what they're talking about. And it's so hard. It makes me, it, it makes me actually want to cry because I want so badly to be um, accepted among my peers and to be loving to all of God's children and to be accepting and, and to appreciate different philosophies that lead so many people to do really, really good things. But how can it be that way and also kind of be a trick to lead you just off the covenant path, right? It's not like a big explosive journey off the covenant path. It's just off. And like the scriptures tell us exactly that that's how it is, you guys. And like, I don't feel scared because I know that Heavenly Father is stronger than Satan. And by holding on to the things that I know are true and just staying on that covenant path that I will be kept safe. And even though I don't know everything about it, um, I know how to hold on. But it feels like when you're out in this world and you're making, you know, you're doing good things, right? You're, you're connecting with people that are really smart and wonderful, 
Most of the things they're doing are great in the eyes of the world, but they are not proclaiming the covenant path that our Savior, Jesus Christ, has proclaimed. And that's the message that I feel like he wanted me to just remind everyone, like, hey, all these things are good and true to an extent, but just remember that we are followers of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That is who we are. That is not who everyone is. And I think that's the question, right? Does it lead you closer to Christ? That's the huge question. I remember you and I were talking about that with another big influencer person that um, uses the word like the universe, the universe this, the universe has your back, you know, and um, spirit junkie type movement. Um, and I, I was telling, you know, we were talking about it because I was listening to some of our stuff and I'm like, I just don't feel inspired by it. something about it. And, and you're the one actually that asked me, because we were saying th- there's, there's like, the main thing to remember, right, is that the Holy Ghost will confirm truths to you or not. Are there going to be untruths mixed with truths? Yeah, there are, which is why you were what you were feeling in the beginning of listening to that. She was speaking truths. She was speaking amazing things. But then it shifted. The Holy Ghost was like, uh, you need to pay attention. So that's our key, right? Is through the spirit, um, through the gift of the Holy Ghost of knowing what is true and what is not and having our own discernment. But even us on this podcast, I think we are doing, we're striving our best to relay truths and, and figure truths out. Then I guarantee there's some things we've said throughout the, you know, the, all these podcasts that are maybe just a little off because we're not understanding that yet. So it's not to say you judge and go, oh, they're like totally, you know, not of, of God, but again, does it lead you back to Christ? And so you asked me that about this other girl that I was like, I don't know why, but I just don't resonate with when she speaks. And I, I'm trying to understand maybe, you know, everybody talks about the universe instead of God. And that, um, I don't love as much because I feel like we're dehuman, like not dehumanizing, but de- um, glorifying God. It's like talking about some untouchable universe. That's what is that? Does that mean stars? I'm like, what does the universe mean? You know, I understand there's energy in the universe from um, all thought patterns and through the savior and through love, love, energy, love, um, love of energy, or I'm sorry, the energy of love, (laughs) energy of fear, all that kind of stuff that is like a milieu, you know, of, um, energies in the universe. But but, um, and you asked me, does it take you, does it lead you back to your savior? And, and it really, you know, it's mi- truths mixed, truths that are mi- mingled. And if it doesn't really lead you back to the savior, which everything that leads you back to the savior is really based on the pure love of Christ. The pure love of Christ is really the key to that, right? And that's how you know. If it leads you back to him, um, I guess I'm just trying to figure out even within myself, like I think even in Sunday school, you don't know when people are just on their own learning journey and limited understanding. And I think there are traditions, right? We do know there's slight deviations that we have to question and have our own, our own testimony of and our own understanding. And 
I think there's so much more we don't even have a clue about because of those traditions. So I guess I'm not really sure how to answer or say too much other than just like, <laughs> right. I'm like, wow, I think it's everywhere, even in church where we get mingled. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting, right? Um, it's interesting to pay attention to um, what, what, what you're talking about getting mingled. <laughs> um, it's interesting to pay attention to how you feel when you, you personally study the gospel, right? And when you personally attend the temple and when you, when you personally say your prayers and um, ask God to lead you, you know? Um, I also think that there is a path that our savior has prescribed for us and it is not meant to be changed or altered or, you know, misinterpreted really in any way. Um, we have articles of faith, right. That, that talk about the principles of the gospel faith, of course, starting with faith, repentance, baptism, you know, um, the laying on of hands and receiving the gift of the Holy ghost. And, I think it's pretty cool that that path, that simple path, there's four steps we remember, you know, from, from children, if, if you're raising the gospel, that really these basic things are the prescription that, that our Heavenly Father is asking us to do. And, and we can really balance that and, and weigh that um, against everything else that shows up in the world. Um, but it, it did bother me that. I was, I was listening to someone who I respected then talk about how, um, you know, getting off the covenant path or not covenant path, but getting off of any path, you know, is the way to go. And I just felt, you know, like with our podcast, as a reminder, the reason why I felt like I wanted to start it, um, of course, it was inspired through the spirit. But for me personally, it was this. I want to be a voice for the savior in, in kind of, you know, looking at different um, worldly things that are happening, you know, like different topics that are going on that are, that are popular or whatever. And, and really reminding our sisters of the truthfulness of the gospel in that and, and how I know there's so many that follow us now. And thank you for that, <laughs> by the way, thank you for following and listening and sharing. It means a lot. Most importantly, because I want to remain steadfast and immovable, those words, right? Yeah. And here's the thing is we're all going to be figuring out on this journey, right? And there are going to be people with flattering words or there's going to be even in church where we say something that's not exactly a truth that later on we learn, you know, I think we're just on a learning journey, but, but the key is that like you had started out in the beginning, the fear, right? When we have fear and we operate from fear-based like brain, we're not able to, we're not partnering with God on that. So when we switch it and actually have um, operate out of a hope-based brain, right? So hope, and we turn that fear over to, to say, you know what? I'm not going to be fearful because I know I'm in God's hands. And my hope to you and you to say like, you know, 
a hope prayer to Heavenly Father and to say, my hope is to not be led astray and that you will teach me and that you'll have me. And if I start questioning down a path, it's, you're going you're gonna to correct me back because that's my hope. And so hope is like the partnering with him. Somebody I really love to listen to, um, Lacey Bangeter, she has a podcast called My Perfect Balance. And she talks a lot about just that hope and how, um, how strong it is when you can have hope in Heavenly Father and then hope in Christ, right? Hope in deity, basically. And then turning that um, into, like we talked about last one, is the the bond of charity and asking, can I enter your bond of charity? And something that she said that really stuck with me is when you're in that charity, evil cannot enter. And so if you're in fear, it can enter and confuse you. And so for me, it's like, and if you look at Marana, who says, pray with everything you have for charity and that charity is pure love of Christ. It's being patient, it's being long suffering. It's being, it's basically, it's, it's this humility. It's, it is a bond with Christ is what it is. And so he says, pray with every single ounce of what you um, are to be um, in that, you know, bond of charity, to have charity to have the pure love of Christ with a gift of charity. And when we're in that and always striving to re- be back in that pure love of Christ, then you're going to be able to discern. You're going to be stay in that hope base, right? You're going to be like, I have a hope that I'm not going to be deceived or get off this path uh, that my Savior's led out for me. And I have this hope and I'm going to stay in love and charity, right? so that I remain on it. And when I don't, I'll just repent and get back on it. It's a cycle. It's not like, you know, just, um, it's not like, Oh, I did. I wasn't perfect. Oh man. It's like, no, you're not I'm ruined. Perfect. Everything is ruined. Yeah. No, it's about being perfect in the process. Meaning, Oh, I, I got off, you know, and you know, I'll share just a little this week. Um, like the last week and you know, the last podcast I had was having all these downloads and these amazing study times with, you know, my father and the savior. And, and this week wasn't like that at all. And I felt pretty blah. (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and so, but that's not like something to be all angry with ourselves at. It's like, I recognize it. Great. I am striving to, you know, repent for whatever thing I did. Like I actually, um, instead of studying one night, I watched this, it was a cute Christian movie. It was cute, but it became more interesting than studying. And then the next night I was like, well, I want to find another cute little Christian film to watch, you know, which I like, they're not, they're uplifting in that sense, but it did distract me from my studies. Mm -hmm. So it's like, is it, it's good, but it's not the best, you know, there's always that good, better and, and best, you know? And so it was like one of those. And so I didn't have my studies as much as I normally do. So I recognize it and get back, back on. Right. And that's, what's perfect is that you're aware and you're on that path. But I have this quote and actually it's just right in front of me for some reason I had this paper out, but it's from the, and not, this is, you know, I think just goes along with what you're saying, but it's from the Latter-day Saints Millennial Star in 1898. <laughs> so wow. anyway, it's, uh, it says, if the devil never told the truth, he would not be able to deceive mankind by his falsehoods. falsehoods. The power of darkness would never prevail without some use of the light. 
So a little truth mixed with plausible error is one of the means by which he leads mankind astray. So again, is wow. it leaving, leading, I know, funny that I had that right there, huh? Interesting. And he's going to mix truths. And just like we were talking about you know, that, that lady who was talking about amazing truths. And I'm not saying she's of, the, isn't she on her own journey of figuring out truth? And if, and the only time it's when, when people are probably really off is when they do deny, when they do deny the savior, that's, that's more dangerous. Like, and that's where I don't, I don't really listen to the, you know, spirit guru junkies that don't honor that the savior is a real person. And there are plenty that, that don't, cause they just don't have a relationship with him. And, and I'm not saying that maybe they will one day, maybe they'll figure out who he is. And so that's not what it's about, but it really is about asking to be part of that bond of charity, having hope and not fear that you won't be led astray and, and continuing in that cycle. And the Holy ghost will tell you all things that are true. Absolutely. That's so good. I think my biggest mission or the, the cause that I feel so strongly about because, you know, again, recently one of my friends was telling me she's not a member of the church. She's a wonderful Christian woman who goes to, you know, Bible study all the time. And, you know, we have great discussions and conversations. She's got a wonderful heart. Um, she's married to someone who was raised as a member of our church and, uh, and he's a great guy too. So her, his sister came out to visit his younger sister. And so she's just, you know, 18 and just left the left home and came out to Hawaii to visit her brother and sister-in-law. And my friend was sharing with me how, uh, this young girl was saying, well, I was raised in the church, but now I'm just, you know, I'm just spiritual. I'm not really religious. That's one, that's something that comes up a lot, right? I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. And I'm really into yoga. I love yoga and all the spiritual practices, you know, but I don't really believe in the church anymore. That is such a common conversation. That is it. I'm just like, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, why? What is that? Like, what is that? Because it's it to me. And I'm getting like fired up about this. I'm sure you guys can hear it in my voice. I'm totally like, okay, all right, calm down. Um, to me, that's exactly what we're talking about. Well, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. Great. I'm spiritual and religious. And it's not about me versus you or any, you know, anything like that. But what is it that has happened to religion that has such a bad taste in, you know, I would say, again, generally speaking, the world's mouth. Why does the world have such a bad taste about religion? There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of, you know, not even just within our church. Like, I'm just talking like religion in general. A lot of people are deterred from it and kind of like, eh, well, it's, it's more popular to be spiritual, but not religious. Is that a fair statement? That's my perspective. I don't know. I think popular wise. Yeah. I mean, that's just what Satan does. He makes things that are good look bad. But then also when you get organizations that aren't, I mean, even, even any organization, even the church of Jesus Christ, I mean, men 
lead organizations, men and women lead organizations that are imperfect men and women and imperfect things happen within that organization. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I think that's just part of it. And that's, I guess I'm trying to say is he does though. He, he does make things like being religious or whatever be like a bad connotation. Mm -hmm. And it's because of, it's like, you know, I had my, this came to my head, my tax accountant, he's does an amazing job. And he's been, he just told me the story. He was working on this lady's taxes for years and just did awesome job on her taxes. He, she, I guess she had a company internationally and they were, he was unfamiliar with, a, with one of the laws when he did, did the tax. So it caused a little bit of problem and she was so mad at him. And, and he said, it was so interesting. I had done everything great. And this one mistake made me a horrible tax accountant all of a sudden in her mind. And he said, I was like, it's like all the other years that I did her taxes, you know, perfectly filed really well. But this one thing that I didn't know, and we did remedy, but she was just fueled by that fire and, and fired him. And he's like, how did that negate all the other stuff? And I think we see a lot of that happening. Right. And that's kind of like we think, oh, well, this one thing, oh, then it's all bad. And it's, and it's not necessarily true. It's right. True. Right. Yeah. You're, that's, a, that's a great example. Another thing that comes to my mind is I was thinking, again, I was thinking about this girl, you know, this 18-year-old girl that my friend was telling me about. And again, I don't know her. I'm not judging her. I'm, not, you, I'm just saying it reminded me of quite a few other situations and scenarios, you know, that I'm familiar with. And this girl was saying, well, yeah, my parents taught me. I was thinking, I mean, obviously I'm a mother, right? I've got five kids and I'm looking at my kids and I'm like, ah, uh, how do I teach them? How do I, how do I show them? How do I transfer my testimony to them or, you know, get their own testimony, all that. And I know that I'm partnering with the Lord on that. I don't feel alone. Thank goodness. I could not do it by myself. Um, but I was thinking about all the things that her parents taught her, right? And all the things that I, as a parent, teach my children. I teach them all kinds of things, right? And I teach them that the church is true. I teach them about their Savior, Jesus Christ. I teach them about the atonement and about repentance and about the sacrament and about the temple. I also teach them about basketball and soccer and games and travel and business and speaking and uh, education and how to share and how to wipe their butt and, you know, like all the things. I teach them everything. So then to grow up and say, well, pretty much everything my parents taught me was true. Like I trust my parents. I know they, they love me. Um, but this one thing about the truthfulness of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that part's not true. Like, how do you navigate that? Like, really? You think that I, as your parent, would teach you all the things, all the knowledge, everything that I've experienced? And, you know, I, I often say to my children, do you think I'm a dumb mom? Like, am I a dumb mom or a smart mom? And they always, you're a smart mom, you know? <laughs> and now, I'm not saying that as a parent, I don't use all kinds of manipulative techniques to get my children 
to do what they should do, right? To live and to be productive and to have good communication and to be, you know, wonderful members of society and have relationship with their heavenly father. But what I'm teaching them is real and true and they know it and I know it. So what happens when you get older and you're so heavily influenced that you leave and you choose to say, well, Everything that my parents taught me was true, except for the church. How does that even make any sense? Yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't make any sense. But it, again, it comes down to like humility, I think. Mm-hmm. It's um, being open-minded to, to receive truth and not just casting like we talked about in the last pod was – you know, Alma 32 is plant the seed. If it's a good seed, if you nurture it, you don't just cast it off and go, nope, nope, that, nope, that's not true. Nope, there's no such thing as Savior. People just say that. That's just an old tradition, just, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's casting it off without any, you know, with, with your unbelief, right? But if you actually go, well, I know a lot of traditions say there's this Savior, so I'm going to just test it out. I'm going to plant the seed. I'm going to nurture it. I'll study it and, and, you know, humbly pray and ask. I mean, that's all you can do. Right. And that's how you are going to know that there really is a Jesus Christ. And, and if you were to put that into play with something else, you know, and just see if it's a good seed or not, that that's really the key. It's that humility of being open to truth. I think you have to be open to truth in order to even receive truth. And, you know, when I think about when my dad and his um, wife left the church last year, a year and a half ago, and it really, you know, bothered me that they did because I put a lot of trust in my dad's testimony. And I, I had, you know, I served a mission and he's a convert. He didn't, he converted after I was born. So, um, I had a, I thought I had a very strong testimony until that happened. I was like, wow, it was just another layer of strengthening myself. But I will tell you the one answer, there was two answers that I got that helped me and it just humbled me to the core. So when they told me it was a Friday and they called me and told me, and I, I just, I got off the phone with them. They felt like they told me they had prayed and prayed and this is what they felt God was telling them is to leave. And this wasn't true. And then so um, that really bothered me. I thought, well, if they're, because I've always thought of them as, yeah, they're spiritual, they're praying. So how would they get an answer that would be contradictory to what I th- would think is an answer? So that's why it actually, it, I, I, my testimony struggled for a little bit. I was wondering, like, well, maybe it's not true. Maybe there's, you know, not um, Christ leading the church and, they, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so, I knelt down and said a prayer and I asked, I said, I don't understand. Is this, is this really, is this true? I was like, is there really a, you know, a church that Christ leads? And I, I asked that question and he didn't tell me, yes, he didn't go. Yes, there is. But he gave me a question. He gave me a word to think about and it immediately came to my mind priesthood. That was all. And it was like, it, it caused me to reflect. I'm like, okay, priesthood. So I was like, so it all kind of comes back down to the priesthood. So is there a priesthood? And if that, if there's a priesthood, even with all the wrongs and all the things that from an organization that you can point blame at is the priesthood is, 
is it true? Is that a foundation? And I, I actually, you know, thought about that and I prayed about it. I, I studied about it. I kind of did my PPM with priesthood and I gained a testimony that yes, there is a priesthood authority and it is in the church, no matter what, you know, lineage or not lineage, sorry, no matter what, um, other things get in the way. That is true. And that you see in the Old Testament, there was a priesthood lineage. That's not something made up by our churches. It is what happened in the olden days as well with Moses and Aaron, right? The Aaronic and Melchizedek. I mean, he, um, Levi, they had all these tribes and there were certain ones that held the lineage of the priesthood. So that, that really you know, helped my journey and understanding and navigating through the little slight deviations and the things that we're all on a journey to figure out that we might not be right on about, you know, at the moment, but it's really comes down to that priesthood. And then that same night as I went to bed and I, after I'd gone, gotten a phone with them, it was during the morning that I talked with them. My prayer about the priesthood was in the morning. It was that evening that I went to bed and I was still like kind of turning about it. And I was like, I don't understand how they could think or how did they say that you told them to leave? I don't really get that. And I got one word again that came into my mind and I may have already shared this. I don't remember, but it was just the word pride. And I, that was it. And I, I could see how slight the pride uh, had worked in their hearts. It was very slight, but I was shown how it had worked and all it did was just humble me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what slight pride is in my heart. And I was like, please, please, please help me. And so I just turned it over to that hope. Like I have a hope. I have a faith in the priesthood, um, you know, a testimony in the priesthood, a hope in the priesthood, a hope in the atonement and a hope that I won't be deceived. And then a hope that you will keep me from falling into my pride and then just staying in that cycle of being close to him through that. I don't, I don't know of any other formula that will help us like to navigate through truths other than, than that, the hope, faith, love, and staying in humility, right? And forgiveness and repentance. That's it. That, that was a lot. Hope, faith, love, charity, forgiveness. <laughs> I love you. No, you're totally right. And so in finishing up, thank you for sharing that. I, I, I think these things are, they're very important. And I know that each of our listeners and ourselves, we're, we're truly doing our best. We're truly seeking to be close to our Savior. We're truly seeking truths. And one last piece of advice that I would like to leave everybody with, and, and the, the Spirit brought this to my remembrance. Um, <clears throat> I was listening to someone who um, I like to listen to people who study the gospel a lot, like those, the scriptorians, which I am not one yet, but I do appreciate people who just pour over the scriptures and have them memorized and have such a deep understanding of the language of the scriptures and even the, the Hebrew language and, and the way that it all melds together and it has so much meaning. It's so rich, right? And I was listening to one of these teachers and one thing, actually, he didn't, I don't remember everything he taught me about the scriptures, but one thing I learned from him was to pray and ask Heavenly Father which questions you should be asking him. 
sometimes the question that we're asking doesn't give us an answer because it's not the right question. And I know that's so hard. You're like, what is this, a game? Like, am I on a game show right now? And I really have to figure out like the actual question like to, to get in. But it's, it's true. And although we don't understand all of those truths and all of those doors to open those, those conduits, those channels to our Heavenly Father, we do understand the Spirit. We do understand that reading the words of God through the scriptures does open channels in our mind where he can speak to us. And I have recently understood on a deeper level that the types of questions that I'm asking are ones that can open the door wider and brighter. Um, and if I'm not asking the right types of questions, so it, I guess, again, what I'm trying to say is, if you feel like you're kind of butting your head up against a wall in your prayers, in your spirituality, in your connection uh, through the spirit to our savior, um, ask him if you're, if you need to reframe your question a bit differently and see if there are like Danielle shared just one word answers. Uh, isn't it? It's so amazing the way the spirit can, I like to call it painting. It's like he, he paints and weaves like a, like a tapestry or like a, a piece of art, our, our understanding. And we can tell when the spirit is speaking to us, right? There's, he relates things back to other truths that we have found and, and makes those connections for us. So maybe it's the questions um, that we're asking. And as we are navigating, listening to all of the conversations that are going on in the world, um, my hope is that we can listen with a sharper discernment through the spirit and understanding um, that we will not be led off the covenant path. That is false. And if you're questioning or wondering, you can know for sure that if it is leading you away from the temple, from making covenants weekly or you know regularly in the temple or through the sacrament, that as, it, as you are led away from that, you can know for sure that that is not from our Heavenly Father. There's lots of other ways to get confused about it, but that covenant path is true and real and simple and beautiful. And I pray that we can all remember that and use that as our compass to guide our lives. That's what I got. Well, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing and that experience this week. It's really helpful to put it into context too. So thank you everybody for joining us today. It was wonderful to be here. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for joining us on the Sisters in Zion podcast. Music is compliments of Marshall McDonald and can be found on his Sunday Best album. You can share this podcast with others through your podcast app or Podbean website. Join us next week for more experiences, enlightenment, and conversations to draw closer to Christ.